Welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist and your empowerment coach. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, worries, insecurities and anxiety so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it is time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, spiritual mindset principles with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello beautiful souls and welcome to another podcast episode with Stepanka. I am so excited you have decided to dedicate this time to yourself, to your well-being and to learning something new. This really is uh, part two of the previous episode which was all about um, communicating with narcissists and how you can protect your energy from certain people who might be feeding off your positive vibe. And today I would like to expand on it. By the way, thank you so much for all the positive response I received for the previous episode because it seems like so many of you have encountered something similar as I described in the previous one. So uh, by the way if you haven't listened to the previous episode I perhaps recommend you start there. However you will be learning a lot of new things in this episode so if you don't want to go to the previous one because I don't know you're driving or whatever you're doing um, that's fine as well you can always listen to the other one as well because I will be focusing on like different kinds of unhealthy behavior and communication from certain people, how you can protect yourself, how you can keep your vibration really high and also how to recognize when someone is not just sharing but they could be like dumping their negativity onto you because there is a difference. Um, By the way, when we like speak about negativity, that doesn't mean that you cannot ever share something unpleasant which has happened to you or that you can't speak to friends who are going through something tough. No, definitely not. There is a huge, huge energetic difference and I will be sharing it with you. So like I said in the previous episode, we talked all about narcissists and how they very often seek out um empaths or sensitive uh, people who are more likely to be affected but I also highlighted in that previous episode that it's never one side relationship. We are always co-creating in this universe. So if you have been or you are in in a relationship that's perhaps perhaps unhealthy for you or you don't know how to navigate it, how to communicate it, you feel that the other person is taking your power away. Also remember that um, you have attracted them in your life. This is not to say you should blame yourself for it or you should say it's your fault, but perhaps you too, like your paths crossed because um, both of you need to heal something within. 
So basically what this means is that we sometimes attract and absorb negative emotions from other people that we haven't resolved in ourselves. And this is why we can be extra sensitive to certain people's energy, but not to others. I also know from my personal experience, but also from what I have seen with my clients, that um, people who challenge us, who can really stretch us and sometimes it feels really uncomfortable, also teach us to overcome um, negativity, to heal ourselves, to expand our heart, or they can also teach us to set boundaries and to love ourselves more. In the previous episode, I have given you an example of me and a certain person in my life who um, is a narcissist and I definitely know that I needed that kind of experience, unfortunately, (laughs) because I had no boundaries. I was constantly blaming myself for everything uh, whenever I had so-called negative thought about the other person and I became suspicious to what was going on, I would always blame it on myself and I would call myself judgmental. So I feel I had to overcome self-criticism. This person was also like highlighting or picking on my weaknesses and I felt even more embarrassed. So it was definitely a lesson of self-love and also um, intuition because I had known for a long time something wasn't right but I didn't trust myself. So I just wanted to give you an example that um, an uncomfortable unpleasant relationship is always some kind of a lesson and the quicker you learn it the better for you. But let's dive in into it. So first of all, I would like to talk about people who, again, I wouldn't call them toxic, but people who can challenge you, people who can make you feel uncomfortable, and especially people who are, who show anger a lot, or people who can be loud, and for you as a sensitive person, it can be uncomfortable if someone yells at you, even if they don't mean it, because there are people who yell a lot um, without actually meaning it. Um, Also, people who express a lot of rage or anger, and it can... um, put you out of harmony if you are very sensitive to this kind of behavior. Or you might also have friends who, who like always phone or um, talk to you and they either talk a lot about themselves without really asking about you, about what you are going through, or when they do, they are not fully listening. And you might feel like, oh my god, after seeing or meeting this person, I feel heavy. I feel, you know, I love them and they are always really nice to me. But every time they talk, they are just sharing so much negativity. And this is what I call emotional dumping or... um, negativity dumping and we can experience it and it's not to say that the other person is bad there is something wrong with them maybe they don't know any other way and this is when it could be an opportunity for you to rise up to set stronger boundaries to communicate your needs and sometimes universe puts us in those scenarios on purpose so that we set stronger boundaries so that we communicate 
our needs a lot more because when you acknowledge your boundaries, your needs and desires, the universe will follow and the energy will be flowing towards you. So what is the difference like between listening to your friend and listening to what she has been going through and negative emotional dumping that doesn't lead to anything and it doesn't lead anywhere. So basically um, this is something important to know. I will be um, sharing like a description of what each of them looks like and this is a great knowledge to have whenever someone is expressing or communicating anger or other emotions and you are listening, you are holding space. Um, and if you are a sensitive person, that doesn't mean you cannot ever listen to your friend's problems because you still want to be a good friend and you want them to be there for you as well. But um, it's good to know the difference between dumping and venting or expressing and so on. So let's look at it. So first, what does healthy emotional venting look like? And venting is healthy. Like sometimes we really need to get things off our chest and then you feel lighter. Or when you are talking and expressing yourself and voicing your emotions, your internal processes, you might gain more clarity. You might shift the energy within you and in that situation. And you might also get great advice from someone else that resonates. So venting is healthy, but it's usually time limited. So when people are venting, and by the way, this is important to know for you as well, so that you are not uh, dumping on other people and you are always venting with your friends, family and so on, because you want to embody both. Like we don't always... We cannot just expect other people to do it. We need to embody everything ourselves. So venting and expressing emotions should be about sticking to one topic. It is time limited and it doesn't usually involve blaming. You shouldn't be like blaming or like falling into victim mentality. Like the whole universe is conspiring against me. How unfair, how dare them. It's her fault, his fault. Uh, it's never my fault. And blaming it on other people or circumstances or comparing yourself in a way like comparing yourself to others in a way that makes you look like a victim. So, for example, yeah, it's so easy for her because it's harder for me and so on. Um, the reason why you cannot do this and why it's not healthy for you is that you create a gap between you and the thing you really want. Perhaps the other person already has it or it seems like it's happening more smoothly for them. So you create a bigger energetic gap. We need to and recognize that we are actually all one on an energetic level. So if you don't wish something for one person, you don't wish it for yourself. Um, venting is not about repeating the same point over and over again. It is also a state when you are open to hearing the other person. However, you can also say 
that you don't want to be receiving any advice. So there are two scenarios. You might just want to get something of your chest, but you know you are not ready to hearing any solutions or anyone else's opinion. And that's fine, but you need to make it clear. Like you can ask your friend, can you please hold space for me? I just need to get this of my chest. And when I am ready to hear your feedback, I will ask for it. Is that okay? Like make it clear ahead of time because it's in our human nature to to give advice, to give help, to support, to share something we think might be helpful. And not everyone is used to practicing true listening skills, so they might not, they might not know this. Um, If you want support and advice, then be open to receiving it. And you can either ask or the person might suggest something um, naturally. So just be open. Don't expect um, the other person to agree to everything you say. Maybe they will see a different perspective in it. And be accountable for your own part. The thing is, when we are describing a situation, when we are describing something that's happening in our life, very often we even unconsciously change things around and um, we can easily skip our own part. So this is venting, dumping, emotional dumping or negativity dumping feels crazy. It goes and on and on and on. It overwhelms you with like so many different things. So the person might not stick to one topic. They might be overwhelming you with many different topics. They very often keep repeating the same point over and over again. Very often it is um, described from like poor me mentality. Feel sorry for me or it's someone else's fault. I am powerless in the situation. They can often blame, play the victim. And they don't show accountability for their own part in that matter. And they are not open to solutions. And you can tell this. You can definitely tell maybe you suggest something to the other person if they are open to it. But they are maybe not even open to getting it resolved. And I've seen it with um, people who just repeat the same issue. Like you meet up with someone once per week, let's say, and every week like it's a similar kind of issue, so to speak. So they are not actually actively doing anything about it. And this is when you know it's dumping. This is when you know that they are not actually consciously looking at growing through it, having it resolved, uh, changing something about them, about the situation, expressing something to the other person and so on. It's just a cycle. So if this is happening, if you feel like you have got someone in your life who is constantly just dumping things onto you and you struggle to recognize what are your emotions, what are the other person's emotions and you feel overwhelmed by all of it, it's your responsibility to communicate it. And I recommend to be really honest here because maybe this is what the other person needs to hear as well. So you could literally say, look, I am 
here for you, especially if it's a friend or family member or someone you really care about, you can start uh, and say something along the lines like, yeah, I am here for you and I hear you. I, I know that this is an uncomfortable scenario for you. But um, are you open to hearing maybe a solution or are you open to brainstorming different ways how you could actually do something about it? Have you tried doing things differently? And you will see. And if obviously the same thing repeats itself or they are not really open to even having that kind of conversation, I would definitely then be more straightforward and say, um, it's actually really hard for me to hold space for you because the same thing keeps repeating itself. And also because I don't really feel you are open to doing something about it. Um, and yeah, that's it. It might be challenging for you to say so, but you really don't want to be absorbing someone else's problem when they are not willing to do something about it. If you are ever dealing with people who tend to yell or um, they tend to talk really loudly or like their anger is so overwhelming for you, then um, I would definitely set a no yelling rule, especially if this is someone you love. It could be your partner, it could be a friend of yours, a colleague, whoever. And I think it's really important to have that policy. Of course, sometimes things happen and we are not perfect human beings either. So sometimes we cross that rule ourselves. But I would say it's a really good one because then each person will feel really safe to um, share things. If you are dealing with someone who is yelling at you, whether it's your boss, a work colleague, a partner, a family member, it's important that you stay calm without getting triggered, which can be hard. But you can really imagine and visualize yourself as I've got a few visualizations here, actually. You can visualize yourself as an open window with air flowing through it. So as the air is flowing through you, someone, someone's anger, rage, just passes through the open window and it doesn't get stuck. So you cannot absorb it. Or if you really resonate with grounding, I would, Im I would suggest that you visualize um, roots going down into the earth from your body, it could be from your feet, from your legs, down into the earth, grounding you. Being really present in the body will help you to um, not absorb their anger, to not absorb uh, their rage and so on. So these were some of my main tips when it comes to dealing with someone who expresses emotions a lot, especially anger rage and for situations when it is overwhelming for you. By the way, this doesn't mean that there is something wrong with those emotions. Not at all. But if you are in a relationship, friendship, um, work relationship with someone and this is something that happens, I suggest you follow those rules and apply them into your life. So the second kind of person I would like to talk about today are passive-aggressive people. 
And oh my God, I have seen so many women being passive aggressive and I have definitely done it myself as well. I like, I'll be really open. Um, and passive aggressive communication is a hard one. And I really believe it's our role to heal this on a personal level, but also to improve our communication and be able to, um, to protect our energy when we are dealing with someone who is passive aggressive. I definitely see that it's like one of the things that needs healing for the new earth. Um, and if you don't know, like passive aggressive people very often express their anger or rage with a smile. So basically it's like sugar-coated nasty comment, so to speak. So they might put you down, but they are smiling, so it's hard to respond to it. Very often you know, you can intuitively sense that there is anger beneath their smile, that it's actually not a nice thing what they've said. By the way, from a personal experience and from just observing other people, I have seen narcissism and passive aggression together a lot. So um, sometimes they can be present in the same person. So when I was dealing with that person in my life who was a narcissist, she was very often passive aggressive and I'm I'm not sure whether I mentioned it in the previous episode but let's say when we were in a group setting she would say something to embarrass me to put me down but she would say it smiling or laughing like a joke but that joke got repeated over and over again and then it was actually hurting me especially if someone you trust someone who perhaps shouldn't be sharing these kind of things in front of others, um, hurts you. And they say it in front of other people and are constantly putting you down. But when you address it, very often they will react and respond that you are overly sensitive, that you take things personally, or uh, that you can't take a joke. There is a difference between a joke and I don't mind when people, like my partner would be mocking my accent sometimes or he would be winding me up with things and friends would do the same. My family, like in my family, many people will wind me up, so to speak, and they will make jokes about me, which is fine. But when you feel like, actually, I don't like it, even if someone was making jokes about you and you think, oh, it could be funny, but actually it's hurting me, always communicate it because... You don't want other people to be treating you um, in a bad way. Um, it's one of the lessons we are here to heal. We are here to overcome. So feel free to say it to that person. With a passive-aggressive person, it might be a hard job because um, they will deny it. Very often they will obviously just blame it back at you. Or uh, another common trait amongst passive-aggressive people is that they will do something pretending they had a really good intention for their behavior, but actually they know that their intention wasn't, wasn't good. Okay, I, maybe I haven't explained it very well, so I'll give you an example. So you can imagine a workplace scenario, office, office place, 
and there is a group of people working together in this office and let's say it's one of one of the people there is on a diet and they've been really working hard on it and um, everyone knows in the office they've been eating healthy foods for lunch and they shared that perhaps look I lost weight or I'm going for a jog tonight yeah so everyone knows that this person let's call her Susan Susan is on a diet she's working really hard on feeling better feeling healthier and then there is a person called oh what name <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Let's use the name Joe. And there is Joe. And Joe will bring a birthday gift to Susan and it will be a box of cupcakes or it will be a cake, a really rich cake or a box of um, chocolates, something along the lines. And they will say, oh, I didn't know. Sorry, I didn't know you are on a diet. But actually they know they know and they do this on, on purpose. Often they will be like angry with you, they will be ignoring you or, or you can just tell something is going on. They are not being sincere. And then when you ask, they will say, oh, nothing's wrong. What would be wrong? And they won't actually share what is going on. Or they could make sarcastic comments about you and then again blame it back at you saying like, oh, can you not take a joke? Can you not have a good laugh? And you know, if this thing is being repeated over and over again, it's literally painful. The thing we need to learn here, especially if you are a sensitive person, is to stop questioning your intuition. That's exactly what I used to do for so many years and I would let people to walk over me, literally. <laughs> And my intuition would tell me something is not right, something is not right, don't let this person speak about you like this, don't let this person to talk to you like this. But I would just ignore it, again blaming myself, oh you're being too judgmental, you should just open your heart, this person means well. If your intuition is kicking in and you feel hurt, you need to communicate it, you need to stop questioning your response to a passive-aggressive person. Trust your intuition. If you do recognize a pattern, then address it with the person. And I really recommend when you do it to be grounded in your body so that you have a more powerful, powerful presence and this person is actually more likely to, um, to take it seriously, so to speak. Another lesson I have learned, and by the way, this step applies to any communication, to any relationships, and I teach this to my ladies in emotional alchemy as well. We need to resolve things at a time. Because if you then bring up a conversation or an event from like two weeks ago, um, first of all, for men especially, it's hard for them to recall it because uh, their memory might not remember it the same way as you. But in general, like even if you're communicating with women, this is important. Really focus on resolving one issue at a time and especially when it's happening. Um, 
So um, first of all, if you bring up loads of different issues at the same time, any kind of person will feel overwhelmed, they will feel attacked and they will become defensive. And when someone is defensive, they won't be listening to you even if you are making valid points. And at the same time, ideally, bring it up straight away as it's happening. The moment when you feel hurt, the moment when your own emotions start running high, communicate it, address it. Because um, a person who is doing it on purpose, they might say they don't remember that event, they don't remember that scenario and you might end up questioning your own sanity. So make sure you address things as they are happening. Okay, so that's it about passive-aggressive people. Now I would like to address another kind of people and that's the victim person, drama queen and possibly if we have enough time, non-stop talkers. But to be honest, all these three types of people are usually in the same category. Very often they are doing similar things, so I might as well actually put it all in the same category and talk about it. And I felt inspired to address this and share some of my tips and ideas with you because one of my lovely one-on-one -on -one clients has shared with me that she has got this friend who means so much to her. They've been together through so much and this friend has actually supported her a lot when she was going through something really rough so she doesn't want to like cut her off completely but at the same time she cannot take how her friend is of course dumping loads of stuff on her all the time but how she talks how much she talks and how she's always describing herself as the victim of that situation without actually doing anything about it. While everything she shares with my client is drama-based, so much drama. And my client is a sensitive soul and it is affecting her. And it's not just in person, it's over the phone, over the text, and it's just a never-ending thing. So what are some of the signs that you are dealing, let's say, with a non-stop talker? Let's start there. So non-stop talkers, they obviously don't respond to your non-verbal communication. And this could happen even in in like a, like a party scenario or a meeting or you meeting someone in person and they've been talking, 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 talking and then talking and then talking and you cannot take it any longer. You want to go and see other people or maybe it's too much information or whatever's going on there and you don't want it. So you give them like <laughs> the body language. <laughs> Uh, that means I don't want to talk to you anymore and they are ignoring it. That's typically enough experience this and it's really funny because when someone is not a non-stop talker, when you look away or you look behind that person, they usually end talking. Um, that's an uncomfortable thing by the way to experience if you want to share something to someone and they are not listening. But let's say... Um, with a non-stop talker, you literally have to, you have to interrupt them. Otherwise, it's, it just gets too much. The funny thing about them is that they very often move in so close physically 
that you don't like it you like you want to take a step back because they are literally like getting into your personal face they are in your face so to speak and I hate it I literally hate when this happens and it used to happen to me quite a lot um, but this is when you really need to draw the line set stronger boundaries with the other person because it's not good for your energy the thing is there is a balance between like listening to someone and being a good listener and then when it's just overwhelming when it's too much and again this goes back to what I shared at the start of this episode the difference between you know venting and emotional dumping so they are more like dumping and just talking 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 and why empaths or sensitive people get affected so much is because they are usually really good listeners and you feel the other person's feelings and you want to support them you want to be a good person but again you need to remember that your well-being your energy should be your priority and then we have got the victims the kind of people who always describe a scenario and you know the world is against them. That's how it feels, that's what they see. They very often blame people for their unhappiness and when you suggest something or where there could be like a positive good scenario how they could resolve it, their response might be yes but or yeah but if you knew her if you saw her, if you knew how I felt. So they are very often closed off because this is what makes them feel good. And then the last category I'll be speaking about are the drama queens or kings. So these types drain your energy as well because everything they share, their whole life experience is always filled with drama. And I've had a friend like this and she would cancel on me last minute because some kind of a drama is happening at work or some kind of a drama is happening with her housemate or this thing broke down and this is going on or she got drunk somewhere. Oh, by the way, that doesn't mean like all drama queens drink a lot or anything no but this was her situation this specific person so I would always like end up like waiting for her somewhere and she would be late and then there is a whole story to back it up and honestly it gets on your nerves because it's just so much and they can be addicted to it this is what usually happens like drama can be an addiction because it gives you loads of stimuli there is always something going on so yeah it can literally be energy draining for you as well so what do we do with like all these types of people that we might encounter and sometimes we we love them as well we like them they could be friends they could be family so again what could be the great communication techniques here so first of all, the main and general rule is to set clear boundaries, loving boundaries, and do it in a calm way. Because people again can get defensive when we yell, when we shout, when we say it, you know, in an unloving way, and they are more likely to really hear you when you will be talking from your heart. You don't have to make make up thousands of excuses or justify your behavior. You can genuinely communicate what you are feeling. 
again make sure you don't you know blaming the other person um but really communicate it uh, make it about yourself just say i am very sensitive to xyz it affects me i am here for you i really love you i want to hold a space for you but can we please skip this drama filled conversation i just want to have a really lovely time with you because i care about you and i also care about my own energy if you are dealing with someone who phones you a lot and they want to like talk about a drama or they are non-stop talkers or victims or all of it together um, make sure that you don't stay on the phone too long and perhaps easier said than done but create like a five minute phone rule 10 minute if it's someone you haven't seen for a while and you do genuinely want to talk to them but um you can always say to that person you are here for them you are here to support them but do you say that you you can only listen for a few minutes because you have got because you have got something else going on um but and this is usually true. I'm not talking about like making up weird excuses, but with this particular client, I was talking about she had her business to work on. And then like an hour or like once she even told me there was like a three hour um, phone call, it's not good for her. That's actually distracting her from the work she needed to do herself. So you can be really honest and say, look, I actually have this going on. I, I would love to listen to you longer, uh, but I cannot right now. I physically cannot because otherwise it would be, I would feel stressed. I would feel nervous. And you are literally just communicating your feelings. Again, that's very open, loving and genuine communication. And if this is really someone who keeps repeating the same issue over and over again and they are describing themselves as the victim and so on, you can share it. You can genuinely share. I just don't feel you are actually open to doing something about it because this is the same issue we spoke about or a similar kind of issue. Are you willing to see it from a different perspective or would you like me to share some suggestions and wait for them? What they say and so on. You can always say a no as well. Like this does not make you a bad person. You can still love that person and say no. You could say something like I will, you know, hold positive thoughts and intentions for you and for the situation and I... You know, I'm always happy to meet up with you and talk about things in a different way. But right now, like, I cannot. Um, I have got my own things going on and I need to protect my energy. And right now I feel I would get affected by this. And if there is someone who is really, like, crossing the personal, the physical boundary uh, with you, I would share it. I would say something along the lines, like... Sorry, could you just take a step back because I need a little more breathing space. I really need more personal space and even smile or laugh. And you don't have to make it look awkward, but you can literally say, oh, I just, sorry, I just need a little more space. Is it possible if you just step back? And people will do it. Very often they don't know if it's one of those types of people. They might not know about it. So you need to communicate it and make it really clear when it's happening. 
As much as many of us have been taught that interrupting people is not polite, sometimes it is necessary. So tactful interruption might be necessary if you are dealing with a drama queen, with a non-stop talker, and um, just giving subtle signs might not be enough because they won't be able to see it. If they are so caught up in their thing, they won't be able to recognize them. So I really suggest that you interrupt them and doesn't have to be in a rude way, but you can you will have to like step in to get away from them, to move forward, to get through this. You could literally say, excuse me for interrupting you. I didn't mean to, but I also have other things to do or I have got this appointment or I need to go and speak to someone else if this happens in a workplace, um, at a party. Like you have the right to do that. You are not there to be with them and to be their shoulder they want to cry on or someone who they need to talk about for hours. You can always genuinely interrupt them and say, look, I would love to say something as well. Is it okay if I share my own opinion on this? And very often people will be like, oh yeah, of course, go on, go ahead, share your opinion. Or you can say, I would love to add to this discussion as well. Um, are you open to hearing me? Are you open to listening to what I've got to say? Or if it's someone you know well and you know you can have a good giggle and laugh, um, you could say, oh my god, lovely, you have been chatting for hours. Can I say something as well? <laughs> because I, I, you know, I love supporting you. I love being with you, but it literally feels like you have been talking the whole time. And yeah, so sometimes it actually doesn't have to be difficult, but we need to get into the habit of speaking up, of um, drawing the line. And from there onwards, it will get easier and easier. It's literally like a habit to start with. It feels like it's stretching you. Maybe you feel like, oh, am I a bad person if I say this? Am I a bad person if I do this? I should be there for other people. But remember, you are not responsible for other people's happiness. You are responsible for your well-being. You are responsible for your own happiness. And your energy is your main currency. If your needs are not being met. If your inner well is empty, you are no good to anyone at all. And it's your vibration, your energy, which is uplifting the whole world. And this is what makes difference on this planet. So the higher your vibration rises, the better. So your well-being is key. And I hope you can really see and feel it. So acknowledge yourself. Trust your intuition. You have got the right to say something. You have got the right to do something which is good for you. So I would love to hear back from you. How does this resonate? What are your thoughts on this? Have you experienced any of this? Send me a message. Share this on Instagram, on Facebook. Share it with someone you care about. And yeah, I would love to know your experience if you are currently dealing with some of those uh, people or whether you have tried one of those techniques would really love to know and I cannot wait to speak to you in the next episode.
Thank you for listening. If you love this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Share it on your Instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more high vibes, live trainings, well-being tips and loads of fun, come and join me in my Facebook group called Empowered Women, Shine Bright and Be Yourself. You can find the link in my bio. You can also follow me on Instagram at stepanka underscore Kuralova. For more information, go to the show notes. Loads of love.